How's it going? Uh, I'm okay. <laughs> the wrong question to ask at the beginning of a show. I know I'm tired, and uh, I just kind of have a chill session today. Just like, well, we picked the right game for it. I yeah, have a yeah. very weak cocktail at the ready. <laughs> nice. I have stone cold coffee. Mmm. Mm. Ice cold. Wonderful. All right. Well, I guess let's just talk about what happened last time. Because it's been like a month, right? It's been a month? Four yeah. weeks? Yep. Yeah. So does anybody remember what happened last time? We planted trees. Yes. We, we met plant trees. big mushrooms. Yep. Yeah. Big we mushrooms. were psychically assaulted by those guys. It was an assault. <laughs> it probably. would probably feel like it. I mean, if somebody enters your mind without permission, would that be considered assault? I think so. Yes, I think so. I, I think that'd 100%. be morally incorrect. But then again, it's kind of a weird situation when with that's how powers. you talk. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's the only way you can communicate. Like, what do you do? I guess you could like knock on the door of someone's mind. May I come in? <laughs> I should have done that. I didn't Vampire. think about it. Yes, yeah, yes. It's okay. Vampire myconids. So yeah, there was planting trees, mushrooms. Was that all you did? We forgot to do Probably. XP. That's something that we oh, did. Oh, we should do your XP. That's <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. So yeah, top of the show. Forgot to do XP last time. Not much happened in terms of yeah, <laughs> what, I don't what got think triggered. You guys we, tra did, we traveled. You traveled. So you should get XP for traveling, um, at least. I don't think uh, we stabbed anything. No, you did not did not do any stabbing so your tray level was target number was 10 so you get 200 xp i don't think i used a benediction either anyway just wanted to mention yes, that thank you yeah Brandon. i don't think you did either. yeah you guys need that xp so 200 for everybody so i think i'm gonna do this for today i'll just cast the tale of kindness PCs who help others expecting no gain or reward can raise their spirit score by one level for the rest of the session and because we only have an hour and a half sessions, I'll say it'll go to next session if it comes up in a situation where you don't get to use your spirit. Okay? So, not not to be a shit, but now that you've told us you cast that benediction... It's, it's to your own benefit. Yeah, but I mean, like, are we doing it without... I guess our characters would be doing something nice without expected gain. Yes. Our players are like, give me that spirit! So, so think about it this way. Like, when I cast stuff, I do tell you guys because it's a role play trigger like it gives you the opportunity to utilize that to your benefit and create a story so yeah of course it's like i'm casting this out of character all of you guys know so that way if an opportunity comes up where you it makes sense for your character and you know you, you should exploit that that's there for for that reason and the uh Ryujin is encouraging us to be extra nice so yes. we feel friendlier than normal Yes. I'll never use this. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day. Did Olford have any notes from last time? Plenty. Oh boy. Let's hear them. I think it was like two and a half pages. Okay, let's get the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> See what I can do. Wow. The gnome chestnut stresses a balance, um, says that the land is changing and new creatures are showing up. Everybody planted trees. <laughs> I think for me specifically, did the Mykonids, when you talked to them, tell you anything about what the problem was? I think they did, but I don't I remember think they what did. it was. Was it, was it not giant moles? Okay. I think so. Something that like sounds that. right. 
That's what I, they were guessing, yeah. Yeah, they were guessing that. Since the things can read minds, it got toward the end. And Pico's final thought was, I'm glad there's a mystery and we can still <laughs> hang out. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't think I said that. You didn't say you didn't it. Say you didn't say it. Your head. Thought it. <laughs> you thought it. That's really it. Olford's okay. bad at planting trees. I think Pico got a rainbow badge that's a Rhapsody right. Road badge. Yeah, traded it with some rotten mashed potatoes. Yes, you did. Because they're okay. fungus. All right. And I think you right. guys, on that note, we're heading back to uh, the gnome nursery with Tansy. So we'll go ahead and just start. So yeah, you're walking back with Tansy's like, we will bring this information to Chestnut and she will know what to do. And off you march and you uh, end back up at the gnome nursery and Tansy will run into the, the building, come back out with Chestnut and Chestnut greets you. So I heard you did a good job uh, with the planting and Tansy goes, mediocre at best. Okay, Tansy, yes, they did a good job helping you with planting or uh, helping us with planting trees. Thank you so much. So what did you guys find out? We found that there might be moles. Moles? Or something. From who again? There was walking mushrooms. Oh, okay. They seem to be agreeable. The, we made um, a connection with them and we kind of made a, I think we made an agreement with them. They're like, blood yeah, pact? Not really a blood <laughs> pact, but like we kind of came to like, we were like telling them the situation like, oh, are bad you know uh, like, okay so they didn't know what they were doing destroying yes. our trees yes because they're trampling over saplings i believe it was the thing they're doing they're like because of the way they walk and just they just smothered the saplings and they didn't realize it uh and that's musashi literally going uh, <laughs> uh, uh kind of like you know like a computer that just kind of like blue screen for a second yeah <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> what else okay so we've got mushrooms uh tansy says that they seem to be amicable that they will uh stay in the forest and they're they're aware now of us planting so that's mm -hmm. that's good that's good anything else of note you said moles perhaps perhaps hmm. moles well and she seems to be thinking, like trying to put pieces together. She's like, it's very strange that they would be near a river, potentially. I mean, grubs and wood. And, and then she looks like she's like, oh, well. So obviously, we're not messing with the beaver's wood supply. And neither are Nakedads, obviously. So mm -hmm. I, I, think, I think there is a type of semi-aquatic large mole that exists but they usually live in swamps but they do eat grubs and rot and and decaying matter from wood so i i bet that's it weird <laughs> aquatic moles aquatic moles is that um, even a mole anymore <laughs> yeah i don't know what you would call it soggy mole soggy mole is that the name you call it <laughs> i like it soggy that gets a thumbs up the soggy moles. Have any of you uh, heard of a soggy mole before? <laughs> Can't say that I have. Sounds like a euphemism, but no. I yeah, have not. I know. I've heard of a soggy vole before, but not never a mole. Soggy mole. Not too far off in difference. Well, these moles, I'm not. I can't really remember their 
scientist, like their actual name, but <laughs> Succubus sci- Molnus. <laughs> Soggy. <laughs> but if memory serves me, they, they shouldn't be very hard to deal with. You said that the Myconids were, they were here because of what reason again? They're migrating because they're being forced out of their territory by something? I don't know. The place that they were leaving is desiccated. Uh, I was wondering if you knew anything about a place like that. Desiccated? Mike and... <sighs> okay, well, I know that there has been... Some strange things happening. Like, first off, myconids, like, again, like I said, even with these moles, like, they're usually in swamps. So I don't know why they're here. They're not native to our area. This is the first time we've seen these giant moles. And Tansy goes, Yeah, they're huge. And uh, the moles, too. It seems very strange. Did they say what direction they were coming from? Uh, did they? Where their home was located? If you want to make up, I think it was probably north or east. North or east. North or east or west. We'll How say much west. further northeast can we get? Not much. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Like... If I didn't say west last time, it's west now. Okay. Well, sure. there are yeah, swampy sure? areas out towards the west. And if the myconids are coming from the west, then maybe these soggy moles are coming from the west too something you know maybe the maybe the beavers are right maybe something is off balance Pico will say um you mentioned these moles aren't hard to deal with so how do you deal with them well i mean they're usually pretty docile even though they are fairly large and out of character yeah, I want to make somebody roll for like knowledge or something. Like, I'm thinking mm. Francis, maybe. Do you think Francis ever like came across large moles in his time in the forests? It's possible. If not, Alfred might have heard a story. Yeah. yeah. Between and... the two of you, I think you guys can piece together, like, as she keeps talking about what they are, what they look like, you'll know. Uh, so, a knowledge um, check. Int spirit? I think, it's, I think so. Knowledge of tradition for me is int int. Okay, then then you for you int int. I think you for what would you use? Uh, what makes sense for you, Francis? Int Pro- spirit. Probably int spirit because it's okay. more of like an, an instinct thing than like okay. book learning. Okay, then go ahead, please roll. Ten. I got a five. Ten. Okay, so Francis has never been in a swamp. Neither has Alfred. <laughs> Yeah, but Alfred, you're uh, you're a wolf of learned nature, so you've read, and you remember a magazine that you were reading called Mud Affairs. Mud Affairs. Okay, that's a great one. Yeah, you had picked up a copy of Mud Affairs, and in it, it was talking about. Again, I don't have a name for these moles, so if you have a good actual name for these moles, please. You. Can't remember the name exactly, but you do know that yeah, they are why, large. Why did and they need by a large, different name? They're soggy huh? moles. Okay, that's, so, that's a, the, it says the actual name, but then in parentheses, aka colloquially known as soggy moles. <laughs> they are up can they can be up to four meters long. That's huge. Jesus. Like a Twelve feet. Yeah. 
and they live underground usually and in swampy areas. So they, they don't breathe underwater. It's just that they like being near water. Okay, so they're giant beavers. I mean, they could be cousins of the beavers, but they do live underground. So they are not, not mm. underground, not in water huts like a beaver. And that they are black and silver and they have to eat their weight in food every day or they'll die. Jeez. Oh, Jesus. That's rough. That's yeah. a lot of pressure. These fucking herbivores, man. I'm Wait. Sure the moles, moles, are, moles are omnivores. Don't they yeah. eat like bugs and so they and eat, stuff? These moles primarily eat grubs and like decaying matter. There were hella grubs in that hole. How yep. long has this been issue going on? Because let me tell you, this this would be no longer timber cliff. This would be like sewage cliff because they're like <laughs> the amount they eat and the amount they put out would be ridiculous. The mushrooms had only been here a week. Yeah, so it had been okay. traveling for a week and had been moving around so, for a week or so. Okay. So, so were they trying to stop from being eaten by those things? Maybe that's I mean, part of it. I would yeah. think if they're 12 meters long, then they're like, a hundred pounds a p a meter, so like at least like twelve hundred pounds. Up to four meters long. Not necessarily all of these moles they're get all, to be. They're, they're all, all four meters long. All four exactly. Meters. Yeah, from, from birth. From, te- from nub to nub. They're... So like they're eating like entire ass trees at a time. Or wait, do they eat the trees, or do they just eat all the shit that's underneath the trees? I probably didn't say this last time, but we'll flashback as you're looking remembering the scene around and the, the whole the grub there was a lot of of wood matter but yeah it didn't look like it looked like a lot of wood matter so i think you could put together that then and even with Alfred's knowledge of it they don't eat actual tree it's more like my god how much grubs, grubs get how many grub they eat like literal half a ton of grubs a day yeah all the trees are getting that's, ripped up for toothpicks. That's, that's what it is. It's unsustainable yeah. and these creatures should be extinct. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that somebody should extinct this them. Is, I'm saying that the amount of grubs they have to eat per day is you're not. You're not saying somebody should extinct them, but yeah. if they got extincted, it would probably be fine for Mother Just because Nature. of their own diet. Passively homicidal. So that's what Ulfred gleans, and I'm sure Ulfred will tell you guys. Remember. Yep. Okay. So does that mean the morally kind thing to do is to kill these godforsaken monstrosities? Are you asking? Uh, are you asking the group or out of character, I'm, in character? Out of character, I'm asking the group. Francis will cry like a baby <laughs> if he has to club a baby mole to death. Alfred would be very extremely morally opposed to this, to them being extincted. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them though. Like. Well, I mean, and so... Okay, as, out of Mus- Musashi okay. has zero thought on it, period. Like, he's just like, uh-huh, <laughs> okay. His head is already at the lighthouse. But out of character, I'm like, I don't know what the population rate of these things is, but the fact that they have to eat their own weight every day or else they'll die. It's like, eventually, like, the amount of, like, how much they eat would be like ridiculous especially if it got out of control like the the land they came from was desiccated and it it could be their fault i don't know speculation Mm -hmm. so it's like eventually like the entire rest of the loam would become desiccated if it kept up and they kept multiplying at a whatever rate they do who knows i guess we'll uncover the situation as we can do on but yeah it's like i don't think we should wipe them out unless it's like (laughs) 
a problem, like legit future problem that we could foresee, but no, no, whatever. We don't have to see that far ahead. They're already causing problems. Yeah, I know. But like if if they're like with like with the case of the mushrooms and we can reason with them or whatever. Alfred would walk away if you guys wanted to kill them all. Like he won't do it. Won't I don't think do that's it. where we're going. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think there's something going on that's making this happen in a more extreme way than it usually does. With right, these like he is curious of like, is there something that we can do about it? Mm-hmm. Okay, some sort of fruit of dreams, or I don't know, something demagicify them. So chestnut, I'm assuming some of this has come out as your characters around chestnut, and chestnut was will say. I guess the first root of the problem is to figure out how many there are. You're saying you're they could possibly eat a ton of food a day, and this has been happening for maybe the last week or so. And we could ask Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Beaver, how much wood is gone, and like kind of estimate, and we could probably figure out from how much wood that's been missing how many moles there are, and if there is a few maybe we could figure out a way to trap them and maybe hold them or place them someplace else and find somebody else to do that Uh, a team of who could handle this like actual like environmentalist people or something but i think that's the first root of the problem it sounds like right (laughs) they all shrug (laughs) i mean we we recognize that things are out of balance so it's a matter of finding out the math behind that putting weight on the other side of the scale in some way you gotta identify the problem well let's go talk to chuck and i can also explain that we haven't been doing anything too like we're obviously not uh having problems are you guys okay with me now cutting the scene okay also mm-hmm. well I'll cut the scene you guys are now at timbercliff with chestnut and the four of you and you're talking with chuck and basically we come in while chestnut is saying So we've been investigating you to make sure that you are uh, seeing how much you guys have been taking because there's been so much wood that you're taking. And obviously we're not taking this. And we blah, 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 mushrooms told us, blah, 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 the soggy moles problem. Mm -hmm. And then Chuck will go, okay, thanks for coming and talking to me. And I can tell you that... The math checks out to be about two days worth of food every day. If you think about what like is being taken potentially, Mm -hmm. if you're thinking of like weight matter. And then also he's like, maybe we shouldn't have been preparing so much because maybe leaving that many logs out there gives opportunity for more grubs. Like he's like grasping at straws with you guys. Like Mm -hmm. maybe the grubs are more like reproductive here and there's like there's more grubs and maybe that's what brought them so our bad (laughs) why you didn't think piling up a bunch of logs would create a new environment look we were just trying to prepare for what we feel is the end of times okay not to be too dramatic (laughs) what's more dramatic than the end of times (laughs) wow chuck he's ready for doom like the world is ending. We can all feel it. We can all, all right, agree. Chuck. 
that obviously something is wrong with loam. We've got desiccated lands and mushrooms and moles and who knows what else can happen. How wildly unhinged does he look while he's talking about this? Uh, his does toupee look- starts to uh, slide off his head. <laughs> does he look like a like a fanatic who like truly believes in this crap? And he's like got like his. You say his toupee is messed up, but he's does he also have like a disheveled shirt? Yes, and, and he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> looks like sweating. Aviators are halfway so. off his face. Is he a flat loamer? <laughs> he's got a gun now for some reason. <laughs> All right. Profusely. Is he a flat loamer? Yeah, he's like, there's no curve. We just noticed the corkboard. Corkboard, yeah. Corkboard on the wall that's got like all the red strings and whatever yeah. and stuff. We're like, like oh, basically, we didn't even notice that. Board. When you guys yeah, last we saw him, <laughs> he seemed like a legit businessman, but now like he's let the. It's been one day. It's been. He one turned night. on the radio for one day, and now he's <laughs> radicalized. Yeah. They're poisoning the water. I knew it had to happen eventually. We had to ruin it. Yeah, All so right, he's Charlie. like, the it's world's ending. We're gonna stockpile wood. <laughs> uh, that was their that was their response. Yeah, cut it's down. Got the buckets of food. So we got a mold problem. We gotta take care of. So we're what, not stopping. What we're going to do? We're gonna continue preparing for the end of the world. Yeah. Okay, well, aside from all that, you said it was about two moles. Yes. <laughs> all right. Math checks out to two moles. I don't actually trust this math anymore. I did going into this, not anymore. <laughs> As you like look at that's, the board. That's fair. As the All more right. longer he talks, the more unhinged he seems. Yep. Well, I think we can figure out maybe this is probably within our grasp, being able to figure out what's up with these two moles. There's something driving them to be, I don't know, greedy. These greedy soggy moles. Greedy moles. Are they sentient? I was just gonna ask, would we be able to talk to them? If we were to catch up with one somehow. So we've talked before, like there's sentient beings and animals on loam. And then there's like, obviously just like bluebirds and other animals. These seem to be just straight up large moles. Okay. Hmm. How do you convince a mole to not eat everything? Do you club it? Just relocate it. How do you you relocate a mole (laughs) that weighs more than all of us combined? Relocate its food source. The woods, the grubs. Mm -hmm. I guess we could. Yeah, we could maybe lure it out. Musashi's like clapping his hands. He goes, "You go, you do this." Come here. (laughs) (laughs) It usually works. works. It usually works. String a grub to a stick and then just, (laughs) I don't know, move out of the swamp. Build an underground mole fence. It sounds better to me than having to get rid of these little giant guys. Watch we f- run into them and they're terrifying. They're absolutely terrifying. They look like those one moles. They're like, it's they like, almost look like their face has been met with the with the blast of some kind. Where you know what I'm talking about? The ones the that star have like the star knows. shape. Or yeah. Whatever. Oh and yeah. Like, and you look yeah. at it and you have to like do a double take to make sure you know what you're looking at. You're like, what is that? It's like a star nosed mole, except it's the size of a goddamn grizzly bear and a half. <laughs> Yeah, and it's got like I don't know aquatic features of some kind. I'm pretty sure it's so got he's like got, he's toes got, and stuff. He's got flippers and like <laughs> it, this is basically a giant platypus. Yeah, it's terrifying. It, oh my god! If it lays eggs, that's the oh, What if oh, it's got geez. a poison spike? Oh, <laughs> poison spike! Yeah. Oh, oh, jeez, man. 
It's true. We didn't consider a platypus. It could still be a platypus. <laughs> a soggy platypus. Well, the thing needs to eat every day a lot. So, I mean, it's a dire platypus. It shouldn't be hard to find, is what I'm saying. It should be pretty easy to find these things, in my I opinion. I would agree. Especially yeah. since we know what like food it's looking for mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Like, and it's in the swamps to the west. So, we've got everything we need, I think. Is it, is it in the swamps or is it from the swamps? I mean, where else are you going to be soggy except in a swamp? I feel like it's an invasive species, is, is that it's like migrated. Should we? That's what, you, that's what you understand. Yes. Should yeah. we make some kind of preparations? Like, what? What do you think we would need, though? Like, I mean, we're, we're talking I mean, about grubs on a stick, which could work. <laughs> Who knows? The sheer vast amount of like food these guys eat. Like, we need it a couple would take burlap barrels. sacks. Yeah. Yeah. We'd take barrels. Yeah. So we'll have to go grub collecting. You guys want to go harvest some grubs then and get them in a barrel? <laughs> I think at the time I, it would take us to harvest the grubs, they would eat the rest of the forest. So if you're looking Chestnut. and you're talking, you know, Chess will go, well, I can always have some of the gnomes volunteer. There's hundreds of us. To be eaten? No! Oh. That's a good time. <laughs> We're not grubs! Yeah. What is... Come here, gnomes, get in this barrel and just be quiet for a bit. Ferment a barrel for me. Gnomes get in the barrel and pretend to be grubs. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we're grubs. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. don't. No, we can help collect the grubs. Okay, oh. that sounds much better. That sounds more reasonable. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't want you guys to die, so that sounds good. What do we know about the fishing industry in Timbercliff. Could that be part of the solution? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could always go to the bait shop. I don't have it on the... Amber doesn't have it on the map. Let's uh, make one up. <laughs> it is, I mean, it is a river. Yeah, um, there'd be fishing. Yeah. yeah. Bill's baits. Bill's, Bill. Bill's baits. The grub house. The grub house Ooh. is good. The grub house is good. <laughs> Literally, there's a place called the grub house. Why hasn't that been attacked? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> adorable. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining. They don't want to go in the town. Yeah, I'm imagining uh, it as a restaurant like Bubba Gump Shrimps, except it also mm-hmm. sells bait. Oh my god. Yep. Well, yeah, like a grub based. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, Chestnut will say, "I'll I'll have Tansy lead a task force of grub collecting out in the woods." Uh, you could also try the Grub House run by uh, Norton. And yeah, if, if that's the first part of your plan, we can start getting that going. This sounds disgusting. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. She's you. off and she goes, and before she leaves, she's like, I'm very interested in this mole problem. So anything that you guys find, let me know. I want to hear about it. And then she's off. All right. So... You make your way to the grub house. <laughs> you didn't think that was going to go this direction? No. Uh, so let's see where that should go. Uh, it's obviously going to be on the river. So we'll say it's uh, not too actually far from the timber wheel, just up like maybe in between where the timber wheel is and the gnome nursery. It looks like a, there's a large part of the building that looks, uh, well, it all looks like old shack material with like a tin roof. And there's obviously a bigger part, which is the restaurant that has a food board outside, but right tacked on next to it is a smaller little building. It's like one says grub for you and one's like grub for fishing or something. I don't know. It's terrible. And grub yeah. for you, grub for the line. Yes, there you go. Grub for you, grub, grub for the hook. 
you make your way into the bait shop one. And it's, I'm trying to draw from my time when I used to go fishing. So of course there's a wall with a bunch of like rods and reels and tackle and stuff. And then there's like plots of like earth inside uh, with like little boxes next to it. Like looks like, it looks like the exact same takeout boxes that you would get if you ate at the restaurant. But next to the the, uh, the bait area, there's also a tub of water. It's like minnows and, and all that's hand signs put into these uh, containers. And behind the counter is a very large beaver man wearing overalls and has a straw hat on. <laughs> Welcome to the grub house. How could I help you? Let's see. <laughs> All four need, of you stand there awkwardly for yeah, at least um, two seconds. Yeah, Francis, we need a, we need a few Francis has his head in one of the dirt. Whoa barrels. there, buddy. Hold <laughs> on. That's not for you. It, the, he's, he pulls out. There's clearly a worm slithering into his mouth. <laughs> That's going to be at least a currency that I will come up with later. Well, have uh, I got a deal for you? Wood is getting all eaten up, right? This is your chance to save the town. Can you donate 3,000 grubs to our cause? <laughs> 3,000 3, grubs? That's going to be like my pounds, entire stock. Pounds of grub. 3,000 grubs is not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it was like you said about 400 pounds per, so eight to 1,000 pounds of grubs. <laughs> <laughs> Just a small order. of. How much do you have in stock at once? I'm still assuming that these vools are like top end, like twelve hundred pounds. Yeah, you're just making you're just budgeting high. Yeah, we are getting help from the gnomes too, so we don't have to get the full amount here. But yeah, uh, I have no idea how much. Anything will help. That seems like a lot. That's a lot. Oh my grub! That would be all my grubs. Yeah, we need two moles worth. They're large moles. This is for fishing. Uh, we're going fishing for moles. Okay. What, uh, no. <laughs> what does Norton look like again? He is a very large beaver man wearing overalls. I mm. think he has... And a straw hat. A straw hat. Very prominent front teeth. Like you do. And uh, I don't know. It's like, what's a beaver look like, you know? All right, fair enough. Do you want him to look it... funky? No, no, that's good. This <laughs> do you is, want to this... have an eye patch? Because I'll give him an eye patch. No, he's good. I just <laughs> you sure yeah. two eye patches. I want him to have an eye patch from like a really cool fishing story. Is this not a good enough beaver for you, Chris? <laughs> Do I have to like give him gold plated teeth too? Jeez. Wow. Okay. Peg leg and a peg tail. <laughs> okay, so that's what he looks like. And you were asking, yeah, it's all that would be all my grubs. I'm fishing for a, a mole. What are you talking about? Yeah, there'll be more grubs in the future. They'll come back. We need Look, these mole or these grubs, lots of them. That that's my whole that's like half of my entire business. Like you can't just you can't just donate. Well, here's this. X Get number this. of grubs for your cause for free. If you don't, you won't have a business anymore. So really, you're saving money by giving us all of these grubs. You're I don't think Pico something. should be. Yeah, Pico. I don't think Pico should be the one to to negotiate this. You're negotiating, yeah. it, Pico. All right, here we go. What do you want me to roll? Uh, well, there is actually a negotiation uh, roll. I will look for it here in my handy dandy book. In spirit. My best and my worst. Eight. No! <laughs> I flash my rainbow badge and I say, well, how about, how about this? 
does this does this help the negotiations at all hmm? look how many colors are on this badge there's seven of them actually you know what when he sees that his eyes light up a little bit hmm. i mean that's not quite the cost of what i would charge you for my grubs but it would help what does that is mean this it's close does that mean it's almost there <laughs> this badge does that is he saying that it's like almost yeah, how much enough? is this thing worth yeah now pico's uh, like hmm, maybe i shouldn't what does this mean to you huh i mean we know how rhapsody roads badges are they got some good benefits tell me about this one i need to know so i can evaluate its worth i want to roll insight to make sure he's telling the truth about it too <laughs> okay sure I think I'm going to ask you guys' help for this thing. What do you think this rainbow badge will do? Hmm. For me, what's going on in my mind with it is that it is like a special badge that you get from Rhapsody Roads, from like being a higher up adventurer. I think it probably gives you a lot of free like lifetime benefits. Yeah. When, like you, room, when you get to the last track. And, but like room and board and... Uh, towns that have Rhapsody Roads and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's like free lifetime room and board, mm -hmm. but also like special, like in like special discount stuff, like things like they have newsletters that go out that give you like insider tips of like deals and things like that. So he goes, oh, you know, it's just a very good Rhapsody Road badge that you know all of them have special benefits and perks, and this one. Uh, this one is just the one I would really like. Hmm. Pico has trapped himself. He has shown his card before. Well, he, he knew. didn't know. Yeah. So now he's kind of stuck with this deal. Can you tell us what it is about the badge you're interested in? What is it that it will do for you? Oh, um, I mean, oh, would you roll? Did you roll something? Oh, you're waiting for me to talk I about am. it. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so he'll go, oh, you know, just like the old beaver things. You know, things only beavers uh, would like uh, wood, uh, wood discounts on lumbers and g g the best times to get the grubs. Just things specifically that would be helpful to, to beavers. Uh-huh, 14. <laughs> oh, he is lying. <laughs> so bad. Like the worst. He's not good at it. <laughs> Pico just looks at the badge and looks at what he, him and what he just said. Is like, this is a rainbow. There's no wood on here. Why would this be well, for beavers and think, wood? Uh, trees are part of the natural <laughs> cycle of rain. They collect the dew and raindrops and grow from it. To the, the, you know, feeds back into the cycle. I'd like to talk to you about trees for a moment. I was actually going to say... Real quick, I feel like this would be something Musashi's familiar with, considering that the person he was a bodyguard for was a merchant and they dealt with a lot of these right. things. He probably has ran into an adventurer who, you know, got some services from his master that had that badge. So he probably knows what it is and what it does or what it's supposed to signify. That be fair, uh, Amber? Yeah, I think that's fair in, that. in, in real life. And I think life. Musashi kind of like casually drops what it does. Like he just says, oh, I, I know that what that is. That lets you get like special services via Rhapsody Roads. I almost said Rainbow Roads. Dave? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he just casually drops that and just says that. It's like getting a Delta Sky member diamond yeah. platinum clear card. Yeah, it also allows you to, um, you know, get some expenses covered by Rhapsody Roads. Whatnot, yeah. So. 
like if you're like traveling and you need a place to stay and you find the right establishment you can stay there for and you know they'll cover the expenses they'll cover your expenses and they'll probably do repairs on your stuff mm -hmm. uh and give you certain resources that you might need yeah so uh, now it's public information to our group, right? So yeah, you just go, that's a Rhapsody Rhodes rainbow badge. You're yeah. a certain adventurer at a certain level. You get a special perks such as free room and board and yeah. repairs and sometimes special discounts on special and, specialty And you goods. get access to the, the bulk store where you can buy the items Ah, yeah, you get, like, you get like to Like a certain to man named uh, Greg, Greg's Club or something. <laughs> you, know, <I> <laughs> you get to buy things wholesale. Yeah, exactly. For, at that a certain too. level, a certain yeah. amount. Yeah. Well, now Pico is really kicking his own tail because he's really mad about putting this up for the negotiation, but he's trapped now. So, I mean, Ulfred can try to talk him out of it. I, I think uh, he, he feels like kind of a pressure in a way. He's going to double down. Yeah. So Pico's going to go, well, out of the kindness of my heart, I will donate this badge to you for the cause of Timbercliff. Timbercliff? Is that the town we're in? Yes. Yes. This, yes. <laughs> this magnificent town. <laughs> this town I will graciously I donate this to you for your grubs. Your tons and <laughs> oh, tons of grubs. <laughs> it was like, no! <laughs> oh, no. Okay. okay. The tale of kindness. So, uh, you can raise your spirit score. Hell yeah. Now I got a d6. Okay, he'll go, alright. You can have all my grubs. And he holds out his paw, shaking. I, I give him the badge, but I have like the tiniest, my little claw is just hanging on to like <laughs> the last thread. Just yeah. like hold on to it. <laughs> thank, thank you. Uh, Enjoy your grubs. <laughs> and Pico goes off to cry. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening. If you've been enjoying Shapeshift, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show out. Also, I want to read them. I do check to see if we get any new ones, and there hasn't been any for a while. So please, if you have some time, leave a rating and a review. Shapeshift is a part of the Geek Spectre Network, where I host and co-host a lot of other cool shows. For example, in some big news, we have a new show coming to the network, a TTRPG talk show called Tabletop Babble. It used to be ran and hosted by James Intercasso of the... Don't Split the Podcast Network, and he passed the reins on to me as he pursues other projects and endeavors. The first episode airs on November 2nd. Also, please check out The Warren of Petal Grove, a game and show that I'm currently running that's set on loam. Prepare for crossover events at some point. You can get information about the Geekspective shows by either following the Geekspective Twitter, that's at Geekspective, or going to the website at geekspective.com. And you can find me on Twitter either at RocketOrca or at ShapeshiftCast. This episode was edited by Rudy Basso. You can find him on Twitter at Rudy Basso. That's R-U-D-Y-B-A-S-S-O. Thanks, Rudy. Rudy.